Where is the Ark of the Covenant? What happened to the Ark of the Covenant? Maybe you haven't watched Indiana Jones and don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is. So where is the Ark of the Covenant? And before that, what is the Ark of the Covenant? And after that, what in the world does the Ark of the Covenant from the Old Testament have to do with today's solemnity of Mary being assumed into heaven? Well, let me tell you. There's two kinds of arcs. One kind of arc is a boat, and the other kind of arc is a box. You got Noah's Ark, which is a boat, and you got the Ark of the Covenant, which is a box. But it ain't just, it ain't just any box. The Ark of the Covenant was built at the base of Mount Sinai. God had appeared to Moses. God had told Moses to go to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to have Pharaoh release God's chosen people from their slavery in Egypt. And so Moses went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was obstinate. There was the ten plagues, the flies and the frogs and the blood and the death of the firstborn and all these things. And they left from Egypt. When they thought that was done, they got to the Red Sea. You know the story. It's the true story. You know the history. God parted the Red Sea for them. They walked through the rivers. Pharaoh's army, the mightiest army in the world at the time, followed them into the, into the sea. After God's people were out of, the, out of where the water was going to be, the river came back, drowned Pharaoh's army, defeated them. And God's people were free from slavery in Egypt. Now, they had a whole bunch of other problems, which we don't have time to talk about today. But they ended up at this place called Mount Sinai. And when they were at Mount Sinai, they worshipped God, as God had always in, had been intending for them to do. And Moses was called up the mountain to spend time with God. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. God gave Moses the blueprint for the temple. Well, what would become the temple. And God told Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was, yes, a box. A beautifully decorated box. Which contained in it Three things. The tablets of the Ten Commandments that God had written, the Bible says, with his own finger. A jar of the manna that sustained, it was the food, the miraculous bread from heaven that God gave to the Israelites on their journey. And number three, the rod of Aaron, which proved that he was the authentic high priest of God. So he had the Ten Commandments that God wrote himself, the miraculous bread from heaven, the manna with which God fed his people, and the rod of Aaron, which God, by means of a miracle, used to show that Aaron was his true high priest. These things were in the ark, and God's presence dwelt in a special way upon the Ark of the Covenant. There there was some particular manifestation of God's presence where the ark was. 
They would actually sometimes carry the ark into battle. And the enemies would flee before the Lord if, if they were faithful. The ark was there for a long time and David prepared for a temple and, and Solomon built a temple. And uh, well, we, well, we heard it in the first reading. David brought the ark from the hill country of Judea into Jerusalem. And then, a little before 587 B.C., when the Babylonians would come and destroy the Judea and destroy Jerusalem and destroy the temple and take all the stuff in the temple and bring it back to Babylon and desecrate it, like some people are trying to do today with our churches. Before that happened, the prophet Jeremiah took the Ark of the Covenant. He brought it up into the mountains. And 2 Maccabees chapter 2, verse 5 in the Bible says this, Jeremiah came and found a cave, and he brought there the tent and the ark and the altar of incense, and he sealed up the entrance. Some people followed him because they wanted to find where the ark was. They weren't going to find it. It's not in Ethiopia, despite what the History Channel tells you. The ark is not in Ethiopia, nor does Indiana Jones, nor do the Nazis have it. But it was hidden by the prophet Jeremiah at this entrance to the cave. And Jeremiah said to the people who were following him, trying to figure out where it was, the place shall be unknown until God gathers his people together again and shows his mercy. Then the Lord will disclose these things. And the glory of the Lord and the cloud will appear as they were shown in the case of Moses. And as Solomon asked that the place should be specially consecrated. So the ark is going to be hidden until God gathers his people in mercy and the cloud appears. Fast forward. Almost 600 years later. The angel Gabriel is sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said to Mary, The power of the Most High will overshadow you. The cloud, the glory cloud from the Old Testament, the cloud that Jeremiah was talking about, this cloud that symbolized the presence of the Holy Spirit, Mary, is going to overshadow you. In fact, the Holy Spirit Himself will come upon you. And the child to be born for you will be called Holy, the Son of God. Mary conceives Jesus in her womb who is the Word of God. Not written with His finger on stone tablets, 
but incarnate in the flesh of Jesus, who is the bread of life, the miraculous bread from heaven that isn't bread, but is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ who feeds us on the journey and who is the true high priest. The old ark had the tablets of stone which had the word of God, had the manna from heaven, the miraculous bread from heaven, and had the rod of Aaron that showed that he was a true high priest. And Mary carried in her womb Jesus Christ, God himself, who is the word of God, the bread of life, and the great high priest. Mary then went to the hill country of Judea found Elizabeth and Mary remained there about three months and then returned to her home. The Ark of the Covenant, when David was bringing it to Jerusalem, had to make a little stop in the hill country of Judea. And the ark of God, 1 Chronicles chapter 13 tells us, the ark of God remained with the household of Obed-Edom, which is in the hill country of Judea, for three months. The exact same amount of time. And after Mary leaves the hill country of Judea, and John the Baptist is born, John the, Baptist, John the Baptist's daddy, Zechariah, his tongue is loosened and he says that the Messiah has come to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. Jeremiah had said that the location of the Ark of the Covenant will be unknown until God gathers His people together again and shows His mercy. The glory of the Lord and the cloud will appear as the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary. And that place, as Solomon asked, that that place should be especially consecrated. Mary was especially consecrated. God showed His mercy to her Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. And Mary, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 11 and 12, is in heaven. Listen. Then God's temple in heaven was open. And the Ark of His Covenant was seen within His people, within His temple. And there were flashes of lightning loud noises, peals of thunder, an earthquake and heavy hail, and a great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. There's no need for the old temple. Jesus is the new temple. There's no need for the old Ark of the Covenant. Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. And John the Apostle, empowered by the Holy Spirit, sees into heaven and sees Mary there. 
the ark of the new covenant. The new ark, which was manifested to us when God showed His mercy. When God showed His mercy by taking to Himself a human nature and a human body. When Jesus Christ, though He was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at, but rather emptied Himself, taking the form of a slave and being born in the likeness of men for you and for me to save us from sin, to save us from death, to save us from the hopelessness of hell so that we could be with Him forever. And not just our souls. We are not angels. We do not become angels when we die. Angels are a different kind of thing. We are human beings. And human beings are bodies and souls together. So Jesus Christ took on a human nature, died on the cross, rose from the dead, and in His dying on the cross and pouring out His blood, He redeemed the fullness of our humanity, body and soul. And showing us the glory and the goodness of the human body, took His body when He ascended into heaven, and received his mother's body when she died here on earth by assuming her into heaven. So might we be faithful. Might we honor our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit, as gifts from God that by God's grace and holy perseverance that we can keep in glory, not with sickness and disease and death and all this stuff, but in glory like Jesus and Mary for all eternity.